Hello, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. My name is EJ Kerwin. And I'm Tara Kerwin. And we are excited to talk about relationships. You know, our podcast is sort of all about individual growth and relational growth and just how even in the most like sticky, most complicated times in your relationship, what we've found is those are moments where a couple can come closer together, where they can grow as individuals. And even though there's a lot of discomfort sometimes in these moments, those are the exact times where you can make significant shifts in your life. And hopefully this podcast helps you in that process. That, and I think that it's hard for couples to see like that there could be a green light with that when they are having conflict. And so again, like us being on here and talking about stories and having guest speakers is like, no, there is a green light and kind of just trusting that it can be different. You can go forward. You, you can, can go get through forward. It. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Um, We created, EJ and I created our relationship renovation at home course, and it's for couples to kind of do their own pace. And maybe they don't think they quite need a therapist yet, but it really does some great work around going deep into like the core of your connection and ways to just feel really deeply connected at your own pace from the comfort of your own home. And so that's one thing that we feel very proud of because there's a lot of couples that can't afford to either come to couples counseling or afford to even get out for 75, 90 minutes a week. And so we really wanted to create a resource for couples that is accessible, that is affordable, but they can still learn how to really deepen and strengthen their relationships. And it's a very structured approach, which is we've found over the years working with couples that that helps a lot. You know, there's lessons that you can do weekly. Yeah. There's videos, there's lessons that you download. I mean, your assignments that you download and work on together. It, yeah, it really is like a building. It's very consistent in like starting off with a positive psychology twist and then kind of going deeper into it. And then the very final part of it is like creating this new story that we can live out our relationship through, which feels very empowering and strong. Yeah. And so you can check that out just on our website. He said, she said, counseling.com underneath programs, it's relationship renovation at home. And there's a lot more. There's actually like a downloadable sample you can check out as well. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get started with yeah. our podcast today. It's kind of organic, but it was in our hearts. And, you know, our focus today is forgiveness. Yeah, it's kind of a companion. We have a couple episodes ago, we talked a lot about resentment. And now this is like, okay, so you identified that there's some resentment, things you're struggling with in your relationship. What's the next step? How do you get to that point of letting go and forgiving? And I think let's start it off with like the definition of forgiveness, because a lot of times especially when couples have really hurt one another, the last thing they want to do is forgive their partner because that just means I'm like giving them the green light to do it again. And so I really have to help break down what forgiveness means to each of them and then kind of our healthy definition of what forgiveness means here and how we support individuals and couples going through that process. Yeah, I mean, I think it, this is like a real cliche thing, but I, I think it, it holds true is that a lot of people are scared 
that forgiveness means I got to forget that this ever happened, absolutely. right? And that's absolutely not true. And actually, I found a really great definition of forgiveness that I think is functional. You Can go, I use honey, it? you go. Okay. So, and this is forgiveness in the in the context that we're using it in the psychological sense. And actually, I'm, I'm yanking this right off of Wikipedia. So forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which one may initially feel victimized and they undergo a change in feelings and attitude regarding something that that hurt them and they overcome the negative emotions such as resentment mm-hmm. that's kind of wordy right but i like that they had the word resentment in there how would you break that down into like your own how you perceive that okay so i was thinking about this this morning that forgiveness is not a switch, right? It's not something, and I think a lot of times we hear from couples and there's something that happened in their past and the person's like, when are you gonna just forgive me? As if it's something that they just just like flick. And I love that the first sentence of this definition says, it is an intentional process, right? So it's an intentional process of moving through uncomfortable feelings that were prompted by some incident in order to let go of that negative association with your partner, you know, that, that resentment, that frustration, anger. Yes. So again, when I hear intentional, I hear individual because, you know, that is an intentional process as somebody at an individual level going through and saying, Hey, this is what I'm going to try, how I'm going to try to move through this. And that's the one thing I explain is like forgiveness is about your own mental wellness, that when we hold on to resentment, that when we crunch on that anger and frustration and every time we see our partner or something that reminds me of our partner that we're resentful for, it affects us at an individual level in a very toxic way. It blocks us. It makes us feel irritable. It makes us feel angry. Not that irritable and angry are bad. You know, whenever I see a block at an individual level, it's like, how do I get through this so it doesn't impact me and feel toxic to me? And then it goes out from that individual intention of forgiveness. And then it kind of spreads out to the partner because you're cleared of it. Well, and I think the important thing also to really emphasize in what we do with couples is that really the process of healing, although it's individual for both people, like they each have their role in the process, but it really helps if there's sort of like a unity in the process because there's the person who is forgiving and then the person who is being forgiven. And the person who is being forgiven, a lot of it's about taking accountability for the action that hurt your partner and then working through the process of understanding why did I do it Mm -hmm. and how can I take full accountability for it And if I understand it really well, there's a high likelihood that I'm not going to do it again. Right. I don't know if the other person can truly forgive if the person that's being forgiven isn't doing the work to make sure that that they decrease the likelihood that it's going to happen again. That's a tough one though, because what if you are, obviously like the work we do here with couples is because they want to be here and they're ready to go through that process. But what if you're listening out there and you have a partner that doesn't even take accountability and keeps like, the reason I did that is because you did this, like this exists. 
Yeah, I mean, that's super tough, right? And it's I one thing that's probably important to clarify is just like when we talked about trauma a few episodes that there's different sizes of trauma or there's different traumatic experience, there's different things that you're forgiving your partner for. And there's certainly like giant ones, you know, th- things like infidelity or like really like toxic moments. But sometimes it's little things, you know, it's about like attachment issues where you have a partner who's a little avoidant of attachment. And it's not something that they can just like instantaneously say, like, I am stopping being avoidant, you know, they're, they're working on it. You know, circling back to your question, Tara, is like, I think both partners have to recognize that there is a problem, right? Like, how can you forgive somebody for something or engage in that process of forgiving if the other person doesn't see it as a problem in the first place? I mean, to me, it's just like, if you're trying to forgive someone that's passed away, That other person's not there, but it's an internal process for you because you know that it is holding on to anger in your heart or grief in your heart and that you have to like maybe forgive that parent that was abusive to you or, you know, write that letter. You know, it's again, to me, forgiveness is like this individual freedom and whether the recipient is present or not present, that's okay. When it's in a couple or a family and that person you know, is willing to do that work, great, but there's also that situation where they're not. So again, to me, forgiveness, individual process, and it's not a, you're being a fool for it. It's something that you're doing for yourself to open up space of love and compassion and understanding for yourself in hopes then that that will really generalize into your relationship with that person that you are forgiving, whatever that relationship looks like. Can you think of something in our relationship that you've had to work through in, in forgiving me for and how, you know, how that's gone? Okay. Yeah. I, I will say, okay. So my heart is open right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will say that I have been very resentful of the fact that you maybe didn't recognize your avoidance for a while within our relationship. And I kind of felt like I was the crazy one. Like I'm super emotional and I'm this needy person. And I'm constantly like, and here's EJ, who's like this, like strong Buddha type statue. And, but I just knew that I didn't feel connected. And like, to me, I'm like, well, I feel like I keep trying to connect, but I don't, and I'm trying to say it in ways that like, I feel like are hearable, And something's just not clicking. And I remember like maybe what a couple years ago, you're starting to recognize, you know, you went to your own therapy, starting to recognize like, actually, yeah, like I might be avoidant. And you've been doing your work and you've been showing up for me and you've been leaning into like emotional moments. And is it perfect? No, because that's boring. But I'm able to like forgive all of those moments of your avoidance because I see that you're really working on that now and trying really hard. And even in those moments where you want to go into avoidance, like I recognize what it is now and that that's your own pain and suffering and that you're working through that and it's not about me anymore. 
So I would say like, I'm still in this process of just like seeing you do your work and it's awesome. Seeing you connecting with me more. There's still times where you have a hard time, but I don't hold on to it like, oh my God, this keeps happening like I used to. And so that resentment isn't there. I don't know if that's a good example. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great example because it's, it's talking about a lot of the forgiveness I think, you know, couples deal with when it's about a dynamic, right? And it's one that's not just over because I think it's difficult for you in those moments moments where, you know, for whatever reason, maybe I'm feeling more stress around money or, you know, something else is on my mind. And when I do pull back, right, and I kind of go into my own space and I maybe am avoidant of being connected with you, it's like a re-traumatization, you know, it reminds you. And even if you've moved past and forgiven me for this and are supportive of my change, it's like this, like, ah. It's happening again. Yeah, it doesn't take away triggers. And then for me, as the person who's like working on something, because it triggers you, and then it it makes me feel like, oh, she never forgave me. She's still holding. She's still resentful. I have to be perfect. And, you know, there's no margin for error. And I think that's one of the big things that couples struggle with in that forgiveness cycle is inevitably there's a moment, whether it's about a big event or it's about an ongoing like dynamic where the person who's trying to forgive bumps back into their resistance or their, their initial suffering. And then the person who's being forgiven is like, are you ever going to get over this? Yeah. And here's another thing that's like hard, 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 hard. And this is why when I'm in session with a couple, I'm constantly addressing it. You'll hear those little resentment comments like, well, you know, I remember when you said that, or I remember when this happened, or like, that's not what you did two weeks ago. And, and, And I say in that moment, like, how is this helping you right now, this story? Because right, resentment is a story. I can't trust. They'll do this again. I, they keep hurting me. Whatever that story is, it looks like many different things. So that story is compelling because it protects them from being hurt. Like if I can have my resentment and keep throwing it in their face, I can completely avoid getting hurt by this person that I love who keeps hurting me. And so when I stop people in the middle and be like, Okay, so that statement, well, that's not what you did two weeks ago, right? How does that serve you right now? And they'll kind of look at me like with confusion. And I'll say, so when you say that, right, it's coming out of a place of what? What are you feeling? Anger, disappointment, irritability, whatever it is. I want you to recognize that because what's happening is that feeling is now getting projected onto your partner and your partner is not going to be able to hear that because they're automatically going to put their walls up. So how can we, because you're still frustrated, you're grieving, you're working through this forgiveness process, but what is a way to say it where it's hearable? And so I will help reframe them because they'll be like, I don't know. I'm not going to just forget that it happened. Absolutely not. But hey, I have to let you know like what's happening right now reminds me of a couple weeks ago when this situation happened and I had that feeling of like, oh, hopelessness, right? Like that it's just not ever going to change. That's hearable. But hey, you did it again and you keep doing it is not. And it's such a, what you're talking about is such a delicate balance, right? Because it's two things are happening in that moment. One is the person who's sharing is opening up about an uncomfortable feeling that they want to be supported in and they want to process through it, basically. They want to like not hold on to those negative emotions by by finding words for them, expressing them, and hopefully having their partner hear it. But at the same time, they're also 
giving their partner the opportunity to learn and not hurt them again, you know, not engage in a behavior that's destructive to their relationship. And so, and I think that's where it gets muddy is like, what is the difference between processing through your resentment so that you can forgive and helping your partner know how they can become more skillful and not hurting you? Right. So let's kind of break this down because people who are listening to this is like, okay, we're talking about forgiveness and what exactly does it mean and how do we start this process? And it can feel really overwhelming. The very kind of first step is like recognizing what resentments are there, what anger is there, what thoughts, feelings you keep holding on to that don't make you feel connected to your partner and being okay with all of those. And then just kind of at an individual level saying, if I started to work through these and soften, what might that be like? And how would that make me closer to myself? What would that free up in me? And if it is around a partnership, how would that open myself up to a partner? Because I think you want to be able to like take it slow and be able to visualize like what it might feel like if you did have this forgiveness piece soften. And to me, like when I think about, you know, my own resentments I hold on or my anger or grudges, I visualize me just being like way more calm, way more receiving, way more open. It's just like a lightness that kind of overtakes my body. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I could use that, especially in Mm -hmm. the world today. So to me, that's the first step, recognizing it, maybe journaling it. Sometimes I write things in my little iNotes on my iPhone. And then once you understand it, how do I, again, if it's in conjunction with like a relationship or your partner, an intimate partner, like how do I let my person know, hey, I'm really struggling with this and I really love you and I want to be able to like move into this deeper love with you and these things hold me back. And it's not necessarily like I'm blaming you. But for whatever reason, I'm holding on to these things and it's really blocking me from truly loving you. Like that's super hearable, I feel. Yeah. But it's so vulnerable. But that's the emotional risk you take when you're trying to connect to your partner at a deeper level. So it's like you, you got to do it because if you don't do it, nothing changes. Yeah. And working through the process of forgiveness untethers you from the past, right? Because I, like I mean, like I I can think of a couple I've been working with in this, this last month or so where they're we're going through their relationship timeline and we're talking about times where they weren't able to stay connected and it was really hard. And by talking about it, even though it happened like, you know, sometimes five, 10 years ago, I see them reprocess it together, yeah. which they didn't do in the first, the first time around. And then they're walking out of their session and they're feeling more connected throughout the rest of the week because that knot from 10 years ago or that anchor that's holding them back is suddenly released because they've, they've moved through it. And, you know, and that's why, like, you know, there are people who are like, I don't want to go back to the past. And it's like, well, oh, but yeah. if you go back to the past in a healthy, loving, kind, open-hearted way, then you set yourself free for the present, you know, but as long as you hold on to that, you know, you're stuck in a place of resentment mm-hmm. and you can't forgive, it's really hard to have freedom to love in the present. Mm-hmm. Again, too, like if you're really angry at your partner or a loved one because they did something to hurt you, 
you have to think of forgiveness as like a tool to healing yourself. It can't be about the other person because then it becomes like a win-lose game and it becomes ego. And we know ego gets involved and it creates nothing but toxic systems. And so it's got to be about yourself first. Like if I do this, what does that mean for me? What does that change about me? How does it make me a better person? Right? How does it make me a freer person? Because ultimately, you know, the reason why we do this relationship innovation podcast, the reason why we created our couples counseling center, the reason why we created so many different programs is so we can have the ability to give love and receive love freely. Hello, that's amazing. And it's really hard because there's all these different components to it, you know, our nervous system, how we cope how we don't cope, how we regulate emotions, how we perceive someone attacking us, how we attack them. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think it just hit me what you were saying and just that actually forgiving someone else is almost the most healthy thing you can do for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. And that that's the motivation. And if it creates some freedom in your relationship and it, it brings you guys closer together and it makes your partner you know, feel closer to you or more free, then that's great. But at the end of the day, you know, if you can't forgive, then you're you're stuck with a lot of negative associations and negative feelings mm-hmm. that aren't good for you as a person. No, and, and I even kind of go to like, not like a morbid thought, but kind of, because I like, I've always been, since I was a little girl, I'd read obituaries. Like I'm just a weirdo around that kind of <laughs> stuff in a good way. <laughs> But I did all this research on hospice care and nurses and like read their stories and read stories around people like on their deathbed. And one of the number one things they say is, I wish I didn't hold so many grudges and that I could be at peace internally. And whether that's with my daughter, with my son, with my partner, like they wish they could have. And we don't want to wait until we're on our dying bed to be like, you know, that would have been cool (laughs) because we let pride get in our way. We are humans. We have that big ego thing happening and it's okay. Ego works in good ways too. But when it comes to like holding on to that in your heart, it's definitely not healthy. Yeah. And I I think we could get more specific in some future episodes. So I I would love some feedback from the audience here around like, you know, if you throw out a few things to us of like forgiving this and forgiving that and 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 some specific things like, hey, you know, this is a thing that I want to figure out how to how to forgive around, or this is something I did find a way to forgive around. Yes. Let us know, and and because we can have a specific podcast about like specific types of things that we're that we're trying to let go of, that we're trying to forgive someone for, because it is it's it's so important. And we all learn from each other, and hearing like stories from you guys or questions, like it's so amazing because we're all here to support each other and try to live healthy, loving lives that feel fulfilling and meaningful, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. So just thank you for being here. EJ, thank you for being my thank partner and <laughs> doing all this amazing work together. And it just feels nice and kind and loving. And yeah, I could be with you until I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you really resonated with this podcast on forgiveness and why ultimately it's an amazing, amazing way for you to feel free for yourself. 
And then hopefully that generalizes into your relationships. So please, you know, follow us on Instagram. We are at relationship underscore renovation. You can like us on Facebook at he said, she said counseling, or you can search for relationship renovation on Facebook. And don't forget to also check us out on TikTok. We are Relationship Renovation. And if you have questions or feedback, send us an email at info at he said, she said counseling.com. Yes. So take care of yourself, take care of each other, and have a great week. Bye bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.